0: A lot of us living here in Korea, we understand and and know why we we came here. We what pulled us here. Um, but today we're going to explore some of the things that kept us here. Why did we stay? What are the things that we like about Korea, and why is it the Why did we decide to stay for so long? And what are the things that, that attract us and, and keep us here? And uh, so, yeah, that's we just did a little bit of an exploration about those kinds of ideas today on the podcast. And uh, I hope you enjoy the, the conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Soul Patch YouTube channel, uh, the Soul Patch Podcast, that is. And if you want to, check out our website, thesoulpatch.com, or send us an email at the soul patch at g the soul patch podcast at gmail.com all right let's start the show welcome to the soul patch podcast
1: so i mean
2: one thing that i was thinking of is i mean you know you guys know of course that today is a holiday but today's not actually the holiday right we're we're home but the holiday was actually on saturday um yay buddha's birthday and it's something cool. And I don't know if actually other countries do this because I haven't really paid attention, but it's kind of nice that the government here like gave us this this extra day because otherwise the the holiday would have been quote unquote wasted, you know, on, on the weekend.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so we've got this extra day, which is pretty rad. And that's just something pretty cool that that Korea did for us. So I I went back and I actually remembered this Reddit thread that I found not too long ago, actually, just a couple of weeks ago. And I thought it would be kind of, something fun to go through I'm just straight stealing content from the internet and I'm I'm not <laughs> apologetic about this at all because I think we can add some interesting comments to it and the thread is very in our yeah. our our lane here of of soul patchiness which is and I'm just going to read the, the the title of the thread it says Quote, let's celebrate Korea a little. What's your favorite thing you love about Korea? And then a bunch of people posted their their favorite things about Korea. And it's cool because, um, I mean, there's a lot of things that I think we've already kind of mentioned at some random point in the last however many episodes we have. But being on Reddit, there's a lot of people from not just America who are posting as well. And so there's some interesting comments about just cool, nice things about this as well. So I I thought it'd be kind of fun just to go through maybe the top, I don't know, five, 10 comments on on here. And then (laughs) we can always add if you while we're talking, if you can think of, you know, one or two things that, that you think are one of your favorite little like small things about about being here just while we're going, you know, keep your keep your brain going. So um the the first one actually is and i think i think a lot of these are going to be easy but the first one was um someone from the uk was saying that working late here and this is a a young woman who posted said they love being able to walk home on the busy streets and the shops are still open families couples are just out and and doing things um and it's also kind of safe to be out at night whereas they were saying when they finish work in the uk going home with a stress they're speed walking you know kind of looking over their shoulder and everything and so kind of i guess this is like about nightlife being open as well as safety in in korea at night which is something i mean like that actually did strike me really early on when i first came here because i remember my first job i was working at a hagwon teaching young little people and i'll I'll never forget and I, i mean i come from a relatively safe area of of America. I was in northern Phoenix when I was a kid and then Flagstaff, Arizona. So not not dangerous neighborhoods in general. But you know, when when we were growing up, there was the like, it's ten o'clock, do you know where your children are? And like my mom was always being like, Don't be out too late, stuff like that. Stranger and danger. Working at the Hog One. Yeah, Stranger Danger, right? All of that. Mm-hmm. And working at the Hog One, I'll never forget how we would finish sometimes relatively late at night. I would have classes finishing at seven, eight, nine o'clock. And I remember talking to some of the kids, and they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna go home. I'm taking the subway home." I was like, "Wait, what? You're you're, you're like ten? <laughs> right. It's it's nine p.m. You're you're walking home to take the subway home," and and that just being like blowing my mind. And then I remember walking around the park near my that first home where I was living, and there were families just out at 10, 11 o'clock at night, just chilling in the park, just walking around doing things, and it was so different, and and really you know refreshing that that there didn't seem to be this this constant stress it still seems strange
1: that kids were you know doing hagwons at 9 but that's a different topic entirely yeah but... I, I had a similar experience right off the bat when i arrived here oh. it was, i think it was within the first week i wasn't working i was staying at a at a friend's place and uh i this is in busan and he lived in a kind of a little older village like uh I leave the apartment. There's an alley next to it that I'm cutting through, and it's a dark alley. There's like really no lights. There's a couple <laughs> of kids in the alley, and they're like, it's like it's a boy and a girl. They, they're maybe like seven, eight years old, right? Like, yeah, and it's
0: pitch black. I'm like, did they, did they steal your like,
1: wallet? Like, man? What? <laughs> <laughs> well, there <it> was, <laughs> was more concern for their safety. Right. Um, yeah, I had to kind of check myself. I'm like, okay. Uh I think I might have even told my friend later. I said, "Hey, you know, you know, is this all right?" and something like this. Um yeah. But uh also with regard to what you're saying, not just related to safety. I think we've talked about this um before and it is a cool topic, the idea that I mean we could talk about all the different um reasons for that safety also, like how CCTV plays a major role right. in Right, for sure. Right which you could, you know, that's a double-edged sword, but I definitely benefit from it. I love the fact that I can walk home, you know, or, you know, I don't have to worry about, you know, anybody else as well, it's uh, it's very safe. But um, also related to the whole the whole clock thing, uh, I come from, the last place I lived was Chicago, and in comparison to how, you know, people say New York, the city that never sleeps, Chicago does. It has a clock, um, mm-hmm. you know, goes to bed at night. Uh, there was a time maybe almost 10 years ago i was going to america as i do every summer and i was going to surprise my sister and uh, her husband and their kids in anaheim they're going to to disney and my parents were going along with and they said hey you know you could um, join and surprise them. And I, uh, so I, I changed my, my itinerary last minute. So the point is I had no time between being in Korea time, like, you know, the jet lag and mm. being like at Disney. at Disney with like <laughs> children and I needed to be on point And I knew it. So I was like, okay, cool. I've got the whole week off before I'm leaving, which mm. made it really convenient. I'm just going to flip my schedule. So I went directly on, uh, California time on West coast time. So I was staying up all night. So I was living in Dongjakgu, and I would just ride my bike, uh, just to stay awake, just to try to get on schedule. So I just take my bike down to the Han river. I'm going through the parks. It's totally like weekdays. There's people yes. out like, in the parks, hanging out and, mm-hmm. and you look close. You're like, yeah, these are probably like punks, you know, like half drunk. No there's like a dude in his suit, you know, like having a cup of coffee, <laughs> you yeah. know, yep. all like the the world's just going on.
2: <laughs> yeah, the the whole way that Korea just works here at night. I mean, of course, like there's, you know, bars that are open all night. And so there's that scene as well. But but more than that, there is really just like so much. like Everything is open all night long. There's just so much that you can do here also. Something that I've found interesting, because my brother has uh, a kid now, and so it's interesting watching him raise my, my nephew, and we've also got some nieces over here, and seeing the difference in schedules for kids here, because America has a bedtime. I always had a bedtime when I was a kid, right? My my nephew has a bedtime. It's like it's eight o'clock. It's time to you know take a shower and, and go to bed. Um, whereas a lot of our friends who have kids that are near my nephew's age, you know, like early elementary school age, they pretty much don't have a bedtime here. Like kids are up until 11 and 12 at night. And it's just like that's just what they do. They're just up late here. And I don't quite understand it. I mean, I'm not a parent. But it's like, get those kids to sleep because they gotta wake up the next morning. But kids here just are up later. That that concept of like an early bedtime that you, you know, it's quiet time, go to your room, go to sleep, just doesn't seem to be a thing here as much.
0: Yeah, you'll see like uh, families at the Galby restaurant and they're they're drinking and, and talking and eating 10, 10 30, and their little kids are just running around. And mm-hmm. you kind of like, hey, isn't uh, isn't it bedtime for for them? And you know, no, it's it's bedtime when I don't know when they pass out. I guess you know from fatigue. I think maybe
2: just maybe mom and dad bedtime is the same bedtime as
1: kid bedtime here. Yeah. I don't I don't really know exactly. So I have to ask but, around. That. That's interesting. That's an interesting thought. Maybe it's the, yeah. We we go to bed at a time. Yeah. So I've seen been, it a few times a know, in your, your house, but I, I grew up, uh, my family, I had three sisters were all really close together in age, all like within a year, um, of each other as we go down the line hmm. and yeah, man, we would have a bedtime and then mom and dad had a bedtime. That was always like a separate yep. thing. Yeah. And then I think right. there might've been a brief period where me and my younger sister and my two older sisters we might have split at some point too when maybe they, they started high school or something maybe they got a little more latitude i'm not i don't think so i think i always feel like it was just like kids and parents right kids go to bed you know that's a phrase i've heard Well, <laughs> you know, yeah, we, i
2: remember I going time. to bed and and hearing my parents still talking when i was in bed and you know like falling asleep to
1: their voices like that was just how it works you go to bed early mom and dad are still awake but it's it's kids yeah bedtime. i wonder if that is is like a standard as it maybe is being uh different here i'd have to ask my, my
0: bedtime was so early i i from my bed i've had bunk beds from the top bunk i'd look out the window and see my friends playing across the street oh, <laughs> Still, just, yeah <laughs> your, my your eyes parents are just wide like wide judge, open, just, just stop bothering yeah. us go, go, to yeah. go to bed <laughs> Um, you know the the movie when I think of like uh this question when you, you brought this comment up I was thinking of the movie Blade Runner for some reason the uh the original well because you All know right. the, the visual design of that movie was kind of based on like Asian markets and it's always kind of night mm-hmm. and day and it's just always dark but there's always activity going and that's the thing I noticed when I moved to Asia was it's just like the the Asian market it's just it just runs like almost on a 24. Seven loop, you know, it's just like I want this at 3:30. I just have to go out my front door and walk a little ways, and I can find duck bokey or whatever I I want to eat, and I can find that. And the opposite is like, I think suburbs is kind of like no culture. It's kind of the worst case scenario. It's it's not a city, but it's not a country, it's not the country. And uh, you know, 5:30, everybody goes inside their house, and if anybody's out. On the street, they're suspicious. You know, it's like, yeah. why, <laughs> right. yeah. what are you doing? Who's that that guy walking on the street after five thirty? You know, you go in your house, you eat dinner, you watch TV, you go to bed. I mean, and uh, it's just not how it's done here. It's just that's a foreign concept. I think.
2: I think. I think that's kind of a good transition into the next. I'm, I'm actually skipping a couple because yeah. the next one is about like just you know being able to leave your laptop in a cafe and walk away. And that's, <laughs> right. that's safety. Yeah. We've we've talked about that as well. I'm done. Mm-hmm. So the next one, which kind of goes along with this as well, is this person said that there's just so much to do in Korea. They said they started traveling around during COVID here in Korea rather than going abroad. And there's just en- endless entertainment. Every little area seems to have a festival, a mountain, a museum, a nature preserve, a park, a temple, something to see. And of course, I mean, I think even more than that, so many neighborhoods, like we were talking about being out late at night, There's there really is so damn much to do here it's like you want to go hit some baseballs you know you want to go play some video games you want to go like watch a movie in our private little dvd room um you know let's go play pool at any time screen or, golf. or screen golf
0: screen golf, screen golf yeah. Yeah. yeah sure
2: Norebang. i mean there's so many different bongs rooms to do just all kinds of random shit in in korea it's pretty pretty awesome but there really is outside of seoul i think
1: as well you know there's yeah. things to do all the time yeah. But the, the 24 hour thing goes down, you know, as you get into like rural areas and things like mm. that,
0: you know, I've sure, been sure.
1: smaller cities and, you know, bike trips and stuff. We're actually, because you're from Seoul, you, you, if you make that mistake in your head, you're like, yeah. yeah, it's cool. Like we'll go get dinner at like 11 PM or biking into town. You know, it's like, we'll just take a lazy day today. We're going to bike slow. We'll get in, you know, you show up at like 9 30 PM, like no problem. And it's like, there's nobody, nobody open. You end up you know, having dinner at the penny jam you know, you are 7-Eleven eating, you know, Twinkies and, and uh, light beer for dinner. That's all there is. Yeah. yeah. Because you're just so accustomed to that 24 hour behavior, you know. But then if you're walking
2: around during the daytime in that small area, there's still a surprising amount to do in all oh, of those yeah. cities. You know, there's, there's some temple that you can go hit or some, some walking trail that you can go and find. Like there's, there's something to, to check out everywhere.
1: Yeah. I have, I have an observation on, on the, uh, the 24 hour eats situation and diet and health. Okay. I don't, this is just my, this is Ryan's opinion here, but food is so much more immediate living anywhere in Korea. Food Mm -hmm. is just shoved at you. Fresh food. Also, you know, there's fried stuff on the corners and everything, but just food is just you don't need to okay living in america you go grocery shopping once a week it'd be like part of your schedule for most people um i grew up in the countryside so we would do maybe like once every three weeks maybe once a month you know and you Mm -hmm. stuff big stock up yeah because it takes 40 minutes to go to the store and it's this big adventure right um and then the you know maybe you pick up a couple little things from like the gas station or whatever that was like maybe the routine you know if you wanted to get some sodas or something during the week anyway here you don't need to be um you don't need to shop that way you could you could just shop every day for groceries and it's not going to inconvenience Mm -hmm. you maybe i'm speaking also because i live in a market downstairs is a market but even if you you like even where you guys live like you just walk out and get apples you could walk out and get some butter and eggs and cheese and whatever you need. So you would think That's that, a different
2: topic. We can come back to this. That's actually something later down on the list, but we'll, we'll come, we'll hit this in a minute actually. I'll wrap it so Keep going. My, my point was- No, no, keep
1: going. Oh, uh, my point was, I think if you heard this, you would think, okay, there would be obesity issues or diet issues here because right. the food is just so plentiful. You're sitting around a cornucopia of fresh stuff everywhere, looks delicious whereas when i was living in america you'd have to do that grocery run and stock up on things um you know you're more likely maybe to uh i don't know i, I it just seems odd to me that it's opposite i i, I really think, think in think terms of the america health that,
2: that you're talking more. about i i do think that actually the the american system of stocking up would lead to slightly less healthy foods because you're not buying fresh, Now you're buying, I mean, you're buying some things that are fresh, but you'll yeah. eat all the fresh stuff in the first week and then you'll still have one or two weeks of food, you know, but it's like canned stuff or frozen stuff or whatever.
1: Yeah. Um, hot pockets and, and right. frozen, sure. that kind of shit. Yeah. I never yeah. Stuff like that. It.
2: Yeah. The fresh stuff goes first. Whereas when you're shopping daily or regularly, you can
0: stock up on fresh things more often. Um, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about because I bought uh I stocked up on almond milk I just bought like a couple of boxes mm, and nice. it didn't it doesn't last me longer it just makes me drink more almond milk <laughs> if that makes sense you know like it's because it's there I sure right know. it's like yeah, if, it's had to, if I had to go out and get you know buy an almond milk I'm gonna buy one I'll just buy one and bring it back but if I've got 20 boxes of it or whatever your cartons of it then yeah just have another one and another one. And all of a sudden it, it doesn't really last you longer and it leads to obesity. I mean, it's, yeah,
2: it's I think another
1: reason... reason you buy too, like if I'm passing the market on the way home and I see some really good Kiwis and I nice. you know, buy just those Kiwis and I take them home, you got a little attachment to those Kiwis, you know, like you're, it's like, a yeah, little, a little psychological attachment. You're like, those are my Kiwis. You know, I you're kind of, kiwis. A little, well, instead of it being just the Kiwis you bought with, $300 of groceries in one go. No, hmm.
0: sorry. You're kiwi. excited about them. that thing.
1: Yeah. 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 And so and
0: I'm going to kind of get a Kiwi, make them last, you know, make them. <laughs> no I want
2: some Kiwis. I might have to stop out later. The <laughs> rain has finally story, stopped. Though. So I'm like, I'll, I'll try and make it outside.
1: Story, there's some excellent Kiwis going around right now.
2: Nice. Yeah. So well, there's, there's like three threads that, that just came up from this. Um, I'm going to hit the first one and then we'll come back. But just really quick, you mentioned that there's a lot of good kiwis coming around. We also have just started getting watermelons. Oh, um, really? it, it's watermelon season for sure. The imagine. watermelons are out. And that's another really cool thing in Korea is that food is some food is still very seasonal here. Right. Summer is is watermelon time. Um and and we'll start getting the the strawberries out, you know, in a little bit. I guess the kiwis are out in the winter. It's you know tangerine time. A lot of fish. A lot
1: of fish is seasonal.
2: Actually, that's true as well. There's actually a lot of fish. Not only is the fish seasonal, but I've been told multiple times that there's some fish that you shouldn't eat. You can, like you can find it, you can buy it, but you should stay away from it in some seasons because of the way i don't know the the oceans are moving or whatever and so they're, the the fish are less clean during like the winter for example mm. um some things like that so there's definitely a seasonal aspect to to food here which i think is really cool it makes you appreciate it more it's like hey it's watermelon time and you're super excited about yeah. watermelons and then they fade away and then but there's something else that comes up a little bit after as
1: as well the one the one thing that i wish was was 365 though like i'm totally same i totally agree with you like when strawberries come around that's like that's a festival for me like strawberry season you know you got to whip yeah. up some cream but the one thing that i could really stand to have like 24/7 365 is tomatoes the the tomato season here is too short and when they're not mm. good they're just not good i can't make sauces i can't you don't snack on them they're not good cherry yeah, tomatoes are pretty good and those those are tend to be around yeah. most of the time but yeah yeah they're they're have interesting. Interesting. you know what i'm talking about yeah I, um, I let it go i let it go because it's <laughs> for but have-
2: going back to something that you mentioned just a little bit ago, which I, I think is something else that I really do appreciate in, in Korea, and I think it actually leads into health a bit more as well. So kind of combining a couple is you were saying that there's like, you know, the convenience store, or the market or whatever, like all over the place. So it it does lead to health because we walk a lot more. Right. Like the nearest convenience store when I was growing up as a kid was, you know, like a a car ride away or a bike ride away. Whereas my closest convenience store I could walk to in one minute, maybe two, Um, you know, and like even the market. I know, Ryan, you're in the market, but our market as well is like a five minute walk away. It's, It's nothing. So, you know, walking just happens. But that's also a really, really cool thing about neighborhoods here is that everything is really close. It's something that I actually saw a thread somewhere else about why people love college, you know, university life. I know this is, seems like a tangent, but it'll come oh, around, good. is because university is kind of like a mini city. And when you're on this mini city, you can walk to everywhere you are, you're comfortable. In, in that yeah. everything is convenient. You don't have to go far away. Like, you know, there's a little shop here. Your friends are just, you know, like one building away. Your your closest camp, your class is just, you know, another walk away. It's all it's all all together. It's that one thing. And neighborhoods here are kind of the same thing. I don't need to drive to do 90 percent, 98 percent of my shopping. You know, if I want to do a Costco run or if I want to go to the vet for our, our dog or something like that, then, yeah, we got to hop in the car and drive. Almost everything else that I need on my daily things—if I need some milk, I need some eggs, I want some vegetables, even the small vet just around the corner, or if I want to go to like the the ENT or some little clinic doctor or whatever I need—ninety-nine percent of everything that I need
1: yeah, is within
2: walk- five minutes of walking from my house. Yeah, it's like a village. It really is exactly, and and I think that's the same for pretty much every neighborhood. I'm I'm sure Ryan, you could say the same. Like there's probably a clinic near you that you could go to oh, if yeah. you've got the sniffles. There's you know food if you need to. There's whatever, Jack. It's probably I know you're on the you're outside of Seoul I'm a, a little bit. I would bit imagine, more, it's but similar. still,
0: Tech is a big city. I mean, it's it's uh it, it's just it's not a suburb. It's just another city. Fair enough. You know? Yeah. Yeah. The way. Yeah, like,
1: like, like saying about the conveniences of things that normally would take a lot, like grocery shopping. That's just one thing. That's a good point. Like Kev said, uh, if you have the sniffles or something, I remember the last time I had a cold, I went downstairs to buy some broccoli and I just turned the corner and I go to the evening and just get, you know, checked out. Yeah. So like yeah, I, yeah. My broccoli going to pop off at the clinic for two seconds, <laughs> What's up? <Yeah. laughs> you know, yeah.
2: It, it's all right near you. There's, yeah, there's wait, pretty much everything. The post everything.
1: I walk past the post office, you know, it's like click, mm-hmm. click, 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 click. I think it, it's yeah. like
0: the things back home that were events are not events here. You know what I mean? Like going to the doctor was an event. Like you had to kind of prepare and, and get in the car and mom had to take you or whatever. And you you have to, I don't know. It just seems like everything is much mm-hmm. more efficient and much more convenient in, in those terms when yeah, you're you in village, like you know? I like this conversation.
1: I think, I think that lends to a lot of, uh, man, I never really thought about it. That's, I mean, we've all ended up staying in Korea longer than we intended. Like every single expat that comes here practically, uh, that has stayed long-term you didn't anticipate it. Ha ha, you know, stories about this, Mm -hmm.
2: but suddenly it's 10 years later.
1: Right. But for all the reasons that, you know, when people say, well, then why did you stay longer than you anticipated for all the reasons that I give, one of them that I never mentioned, I definitely can see it right now, maybe for the first time, it offers a level of chill. Mm
2: -hmm. It's just
1: like the amount of like, like when I think about having to go to the post office, like just for that example, all right, that's something I got to put on my schedule and I got to think about, you know, okay, I got to, you know, I got to drive over that way. I got to go there. Uh, But for me, it's just downstairs. And the next time I go out to get a soda, I can turn the corner, pick up the soda Go to the post it's it's not a thing i just there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of uh events became non-events
0: like yeah most things running, i need to go yeah, 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 like, oh, i gotta run to the
1: store and just do running
0: it running errands you remember you know like just mom getting in the the um you know soccer moms driving around in minivans running errands and a, a, like 90 percent of what they do is something that you could do outside your front door <laughs> you just turn yeah. left i can get take care of that turn right i could take care of all that it's not. I just wonder if the concept of running errands is a little bit different here. I th- I think
2: it has time. to do with how things are zoned a little bit because, like, I, if I'm thinking of the neighborhood that I grew up in in Phoenix, um, like that neighborhood is a pretty big neighborhood, and it, it was just all houses. I mean, it was amazing for trick or treating. Yeah, it was fantastic for that. <laughs> so one day but, you can go like shopping
0: the, for free. Yeah, yeah the
2: the the, the nearest like convenience store would have been, I mean, you know, I was a kid, so my my concept of distance is, is going to be a bit whack. But I remember I, if I could ride my bike to it, it was probably like a five five minute bike ride. Maybe if I rode quick, you know, like I a couple of big intersections and things like that. And that's where like there was a big plaza of all of this. Like there's a supermarket and you know, a video store and a pharmacy and it's all there. And at closest, it was like a five-minute bike ride. Again, probably closer to like a 10-minute bike ride. But most of the time, you're going to have to get in the car and hop in. Very rarely are you going to walk that distance because, you know, like a 10-minute bike ride, walking distance is a mile or, or two. And in Phoenix, it's hot as hell. So you're not going to walk that. And I think it's just, it, it is a little bit of zoning. You're not going to have that supermarket, I'm sorry, like even a convenience store on the corner, right? There's just another house on a corner and another house. And the whole street is just house, 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 house. Yeah. There's nothing else. Whereas here, like residential neighborhood, you're not going to get the mall or the movie theater in my neighborhood, right? But there are you're like, I'm not sure the laws of how the zoning works, but that you know you're allowed to put these small stores in, like the 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 dry cleaner and the the convenience store and the the ENT and and the the post office and stuff like that.
1: It's that's kind of funny when you think about it. I guess in the States that it's an aesthetic decision, right? Like, uh, even if you have a, let's say you have a larger apartment building, uh, that's a residential unit in the bottom. There's always going to be a Pioni a Seven Eleven, or something like this or an E-Mart every day where you can get, you know, here, yeah. staples and stuff like this. So, so that's, that's like comboed. It's like a, it's a no brainer. It's like, well, we have all these people, we need to have something like hmm. some quick convenience, they get some fresh vegetables some fresh fruit, and maybe, maybe even some frozen like, you know, meats, you know, things like this. So I'm, I'm thinking like E-Mart every day is, they're pretty much, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, yeah kind of. but if you think about the American suburb, hmm. so why don't we allow there to be that type of like quickie mart um i don't know what they're called anymore like one like now i'm talking like a Seven Eleven, but like a more extravagant one there's one what is it called it's Walgreens? Like, is it quick stop quick stop man i don't i don't even Quickstop know there's a thing but what am i thinking of i'm thinking, thinking of like, of Kevin like smith a smith movie i think no i'm thinking of like they're in wisconsin they're like the 7-eleven it, no it's the, big. big it's like yeah. you can like have a lunch huh. there huh quick stop I want to say guys might have it's made like, that okay all right we'll research <laughs> it my brain stopped I don't know what's going on there um but anyway those those places you'll find them on the on-ramp to the freeway away hmm. from the suburb and it's an aesthetic thing right we don't want to have this commercial lights and neon and stuff next to our houses we want the village to look just like houses with these uh, little plots these little lawns and everything and I mean, it is aesthetically um, pretty, but yeah, it, it creates the situation where if you wanted to go get a soda, you got to get in your car. Right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that's that the, need, that's you, the you trade-off the
0: that we made, right? When we moved from the cities to the suburbs, the, the selling point was everybody gets a McMansion, but yeah. the downside is you're, you're 20 or 30 minutes outside of the of the downtown where you had access to all of those things and um i think in korea that they, they just made the calculation in their head it's like we'll just live in a smaller space we'll just we'll just learn to to get along together kind of shoulder to shoulder but what we get in return i think is very attractive to people like us that have stayed here is that we we don't mind that kind of shoulder to shoulder that closer proximity to people where you know where where the trade off is we get all this convenience on top, yeah. of it. and like you said, you I don't would, have. To, I would
2: be happy for a little bit less shoulder <laughs> to shoulder. <be honest. laughs> yeah, well, but w- yes,
1: right. I would go as far as I to say said. that I, I, think both can be nice. Like, I'm not really going to be a champion of the suburbs and say like I want to rock that, but um, I can definitely see it. It's nice to have a place like if, uh, as if I was raising a family, it's cool. You got this, uh, safety, security. It's quiet at night. Uh, I grew up in not really suburbs I mean it was countryside but it's nice because you can be super loud um you know within your own place you know I mean even if you're in a suburb you can you know crank up your guitar and rock out in the basement whatever you know like you have your own your own space and it's there's a lot of things that are good about it I can see both. I mean I, I very much miss having a yard yeah right um <laughs> yeah, that would so, be rad so I can I can see value in both. But what I want to say is kind of what I'm realizing in this conversation again is I think I've stayed here. One of the reasons I've stayed in Korea is this lifestyle gives me a level of chill. It's just easier mm-hmm. to get along. Uh, have, I, I sp- wonder
2: because we're talking about suburbs and I, I think like most of our lives, have, have you guys ever lived like in like a big city? I mean, you lived in Chicago for a while, right? Like, what's it like in, in
1: Chicago? Like, are there convenience stores kind of around? Is it, is it more walkable? Yeah, so if anybody's listening that knows the city, I lived in Logan, Logan Square. Um, like, I think about two stops up from Wicker Park uh, on the blue line. And so my apartment, um, right out my front door, turn left is straight into the subway, into, uh, it was underground at that, at that mm. stage so i've got that for convenience i'm on the blue line which is the i think the when i lived there it was the line that was open the most so subways in korea like here you know they they have hours where they close down um but the blue line was I think it know maybe 24 hours but anyway the point is i had the convenience of the subway if i wanted to get quick snacks things like that Yeah, there was like 7-Eleven downstairs, movie theater was right there. Not a landmark cinema, but like a landmark cinema. Really cool. Um, So they would show like odd movies and things. That was pretty cool. Uh, And being on the blue line, that takes you on a bias kind of following Milwaukee Ave, I guess. And that cuts you through the city. So you can get around pretty easily uh, to most other things. If I wanted to get groceries though, I was still doing the, there's no market. So I would have to get onto the subway. I would take it, um, Northwest, uh, going away from city center, like, I guess two stops. I mean, this is really challenging. My memory. Western, like two stops out. And there was a grocery store there. I'd have to load up with all my bags, bring my backpack and everything. And I'm carrying groceries, uh, kind of on the subway. And this is because I, I sold my car when I moved there. But if I hadn't, I would be paying for parking, you know, uh, as a student, I'd be having like street parking. That's and, interesting to
2: hear then how because yeah. so it's not just city life. I mean, to some extent, cities do provide
1: a little bit more convenience, of course, but not not There's quite vegetables way. on the street in Chicago. That's that's to answer your question the short way. There's nobody downstairs mm-hmm. selling apples on the street like right, they okay. here, like everywhere. Not just apples. I mean, there's a guy downstairs, even if I'm not in the market, you can find people with trucks. They just like throw up the, the back and it's like, hey, I've got kumquats and uh, salmon today. You know, like there's just... And usually uh, those those truck apples are some of
2: the most amazing apples also, actually. It's delicious. It's sweet. Delish, dude. Right? sweet yeah, they're dude. pretty rad.
0: Um, I, I lived in Los Angeles for a uh, year and a half and uh, right in Hollywood. So, uh, but you still need a car in Los Angeles because of the, it's just urban sprawl, right? But, um yeah, Western you know, it,
2: American cities are are very urban sprawly
0: but it's not same. chill. it's not chill like here, like like you said, you know, the apples guy and that sort of stuff, I mean, it's kind of like Seoul, but if you added guns, you know what I mean, or something, you know, I mean, it's just like it's not it's not a place where you just go for a leisurely stroll at uh, two o'clock in the morning, you know, so you would it's it doesn't have that feeling here the the safety element is really imperative, I think, to.
1: Yeah, and I, I know we, we keep going over that. We keep hitting this yeah. topic. I think it's come up so many times yeah. in this podcast. Like if any of our listeners are consistent with the channel, they probably have heard us talk about safety so much. But, but, <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it, but no, but it does affect so many things. You can't overstate it. Like, yeah, man, um, we're, it's starting to become warm right now. Okay, we're getting into, you know, summer's about to hit. I'm a runner. And when this heat hits, I don't want to run in this crap. And I also don't want to get up early in the morning. Because it's summer break and i'm a teacher and i got time off so i want to go when i go running i'm going to go out at midnight i don't care and you know where i want to run i don't want to run near any other people right i want to get away because i want to zone out i put on my airpods noise canceled I'm i am a target <laughs>
0: you know, like, we found like, his body at griffin yeah, park uh, I'm, you know. yeah i'm gonna go to the darkest
1: park i can find I'm going to be barefoot running with my noise, canceled headphones all alone at 1. AM. Like, also got nothing to steal. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. I mean, he can kind of sees wearing a pair of shorts. They could take the shorts. I'd be really in trouble then. But, uh, yeah. And I don't have a care in my mind, not a care in my mind. Yeah. yeah. And again, it's double edged. It's because I know big brothers watching every inch. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there is that. <laughs> it's Kind of dark, but, um, I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah.
0: likewise. You know, what's uh, what's next on? Um, this?
2: So, some of these are kind of repeating a little bit as as well. I mean, there's a lot of like safety. Oh, here's actually a, a good one. Genuinely nice people. You can think of a billion times, but Tuesday, They give examples of just like chill people helping you. I think that that's an interesting one in in Korea. I think living in Seoul, people are really friendly, but living in a city of ten million people, people are also really um, pushy. Uh, yeah, not just pushy, but um, don't really care as well. Like just you know, on their own, they're on their own path. You know, during during the mm-hmm. day, so sometimes people are willing to help, and just because there's so many damn people around, there's. There's you know a lot of people who who don't seem to to pay attention. I think there's like
0: much. there's a really a deep a deep drive within the Korean psyche of wanting foreigners to like Korea. It, <laughs> do, you, do you guys agree with that? I don't know if you'd agree with that, but I've I've had yeah. that experience where I just feel like they really want you to they really want to to sh- shed a a good, positive light on it. So I've mm. had people walk blocks out of their way to help me find a place you know, just a, a middle-aged guy, you know, just kind of grabbed my arm and, and walked me together to the place I was trying to find. I'm like, wow, he did not have to do that. You know? And, and I'm not saying, I'm not dismissing him as not being a nice guy, but I, I did get the feeling is like, you know, he, he, they, they do want you to appreciate the, the country and what, what it has. To I was offer. just
2: watching a, an interesting documentary about the Olympics here in Korea in 1988. And it was a fascinating documentary. If you guys want, let me know. I'll, I'll send you the link. But um it's one of the things that was really cool was when the Olympics were announced here in Korea. Was of course years before the Olympics actually were held, and so you know they had a bunch of years to to get things ready for it. And and a lot of the getting things ready is you know stadiums and infrastructure and and shit like that. But. A, something that the that the documentary was showing was not only like the big stadiums and things but like reporters going on the streets and just like looking at things and being like oh we need to get this ready for all of the foreigners coming in you know like what would they what would what would people coming from outside korea think when they go to this restaurant and you know it's all rusty tables and and things and so there was a lot of focus not on you know the the big infrastructure but on the small things of the everyday Things that that you and I, or the, the average Korean person rather, can do to make Korea inviting and friendly and and home, temporary home for all the foreigners that were going to be coming here during during the Olympics. Um, and so, to some extent, yeah, I mean, definitely Koreans do want to to show best face to to foreigners coming in. I mean, granted, this was thirty years ago in in the Olympics. You know, things are a bit different today, but um, in general, I think that is still still the case yeah koreans wants want you to, to leave korea with a favorable impression if you're here traveling something like that
0: yeah 100 i agree what else we got so, there? yeah
2: well actually i was thinking do, do you guys have anything have you thought of I'll, I'll tell you one that i i thought of when i first saw this post one of my favorite little things in korean i've mentioned this to ryan a couple of times and it's something that'll just i'll never get over and and i just love it is how you'll so often see and i see this with my in-laws a lot but not only with with them especially with the older generation here where you'll see older koreans you know walking through some mountain or somewhere and they'll look down at some grass or something and be like
0: that's food yeah and then they'll spend an hour day of day.
2: yeah and then they'll they'll spend an hour picking up some grass that you know to us is just some some grass and it's not grass of course it's you know some really tasty herb of some kind and I remember one time we were out at, at the mountains and suddenly my mother-in-law was like there's a whole ton of this stuff out here it was it's soup which I think is mugwort yeah but...
1: that's the it's one of the most
2: common ones yeah I love it um and and so we spend like an hour filling bags like plastic bags and we go back home with just like bags Bags so We spent like literally an hour or two just like on down on the grass, like picking it up. And they showed me like how to pick it. And I'm like, what the hell are we going to do with this? Again, grass, in my opinion. And then, of course, we get home and, and my mother in law makes it into like the most amazing soup in the planet. And you know, like this is all this other stuff, but there's so many things. It's not just this one grass, there's like acorns and just all kinds of shit.
0: And, and I was going to love... say two words dotori mook. Like, yeah, yeah, Acorn. Is... I don't know how to say mook in, in
2: English.
1: But yeah, like putting yeah. porridge. The, you know, not, not the, yeah. the ginkgo berry, the ginkgo trees. Oh, mm. I love those. And yeah, those, that's a funny one
2: because though. those smell yeah. like shit
1: when you step on them. But you know, yeah. if you like dry them out properly or like cook them, then they actually can be. Tasty. Yeah, and the the image that you are describing, you know, up like in the mountain and stuff. Maybe for a, a lot of listeners that haven't been here, or have seen it. Like that's like, oh, that's pretty cool. But I, you could imagine it's like someone picking apples in the forest. But you will also see people foraging downstairs next to Seoul station, like wherever there's, wherever there's plants. Yeah. In Itaewon, like from Itaewon, like from Nooksepeng station, going in, uh, towards the mountain, there's all those ginkgo trees, mm. and, you know, it's a what is it? like six lanes of traffic right there, whatever. And there'll be people out there with plastic bags. They're just picking up all the nice ones, all the nice berries. I feel
2: mm-hmm. yeah, and it's something that I just, I, 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 I think it's a really cool, it's an interesting bit of knowledge and and it's it's not going to completely disappear in korea i mean because that food it like suku you know like mugwort soup is 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 a thing i mean there's there's a song about it um but the like that's not going to disappear but i i think like the younger generation isn't won't go out and just completely pick it and so there's still just a lot more of that like uh what's what's what kind of knowledge is this that where people are you know using nature and still understand how how this works and a lot of this i mean comes back from the fact that korea was poor as shit, you know just 50 60 70 yeah. years ago and so i mean why else would you think that acorns are food it's because you have no other option yeah to, to make it but it, it I also has led about, to
1: some interesting things i wonder about this too like kev um i was i, I did uh kim jong with Kev's family one year so yeah that that's the, is like the, that's the the making kimchi you know like day yeah, yeah you me. make massive batch of kimchi like how many yep. heads of cabbage did you guys do
2: um the first year I joined the family we did like a hundred and something heads of cabbage because we were making it for like a bunch of different aunts and uncles and
1: and things the last couple of years it's been closer to like 30 to 40 heads because it's just yeah, like still honestly. like this is not just for you know yourself you might make it for yourself and like you know your your parents or whatever you know, like a, oh yeah yeah it's a group uh kimchi making so for example that seemed to be piloted by your aunt and your mo- mother-in-law mother-in-law you? mostly although yeah aunt is definitely helping but, okay yeah so okay so it's mother-in-law's so would your wife take over that no she has exactly. no attention yeah so i wonder about this no. and some of it um i can't argue against that behavior because some of it's become impractical like it's a lot of house, goddamn work. The house I live in, it's a, lot. The, it's a two-story house, and the lower floor is a grandmother. She's uh, late 80s, and mm-hmm. she'll get a bunch of gochu, a bunch of chili peppers. Mm-hmm. And we have a courtyard, a gated courtyard, and she takes the chili peppers, and she lines them up all on, like, a there's a brick wall. She lines them up end to end, like little soldiers all the way down. Like just to lay them out would take about a half hour. It's the entire length of this thing. She has them all down the railing on her, uh, her balcony. She has a little stone balcony, all lined up, positioned to be in the sun. Okay. Starts to rain a little bit. One day she gathers them all up. You know, I leave the house. I see it's kind of sprinkling a little bit. I'm like, Oh no, she's going to rot her chilies. I come back. They're all gone. I'm like, Oh, she probably gave up. Nope. Next morning, she's laid them all oh, back. Okay, okay. Do you know how? You know what she's making with this? She's making gochugaru. She's making uh, yep. chili powder, right? right. So she's yep. just buying them to grind them. Do you know how freaking cheap chili powder is? Like you could you we know, live in a market. Like you could just go and buy a freaking bag of it <laughs> for a buck. I mean, it's she's right there. She's laying
0: it out like it's gold bullion or something. You know, just uh, yeah, yeah. She'll
1: she'll. I'll come home. She has a clothesline. She she's drying like uh, gaji the uh, eggplants, and she's got fish hanging up drying you know you could just buy all of that in front of our door but she's doing it she's all her kimchi pots which is not just kimchi like the kimchi that you know listeners are picturing like you know uh, the you know red cabbage uh, spicy cabbage she's pickling things in gigantic uh legend of zelda looking you know pots right She's got just, you know, my mother-in-law makes
2: denjang and those, those big things Like she makes her own denjang. Um, I think she's made kanjang soy sauce
1: as well, which is like, how do you you even make soy sauce? Yeah. And this was, this is like an 88 year old grandmother living alone (laughs) and that's just, that's her jam. She's doing it because she does it. So I feel like you can't expect anybody to pick that up unless they think the hobby's cool
2: yeah i mean like with kimchi specifically every year my mother-in-law for the last few years has just like been kind of complaining about how much work it is because it is like the kim Jong, like that that you came and joined ryan that's just the day of the actual making the, the kimchi itself you know like putting the sauce into the cabbage to put in the pots to to save but there's like a week of prep oh yeah right right as well because it's like you know chopping up a 100 you know um uh radishes and and prepping the cabbage as well like it's not just fresh cabbage you've got to like you know um like brine kind of quick brine the cabbage overnight it's you soft, got to dry um, it out. there's it, there's a it's a proper amount of work like it, it takes a week of 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 work that my mother-in-law and father and i like i'll go down for the, the week and they're just like um uh shelling uh mono garlic um and like my father knew the korean there, word for
0: up. that but the english one is the one i you... had to think of the english word yeah, yeah
2: um he's got like a bucket of garlic and he's just sitting there like for two days just like just taking, shucking garlic just chucking the garlic and it's just it, it's a it's a lot of work and every year she's getting older as well and and she's just like oh this is so much damn work and my wife is just like stop mob like we can buy it online and and honestly these days this, there's some pretty good kimchi that you can buy online like it's not just the imported stuff from from china like there's some pretty proper good kimchi that you can buy and my mom's like yeah but it's just not the same
0: but do, do you <laughs> think that like no, what you're, you your mother-in-law work. is is talking about is the loss of in, the institutional knowledge like they don't want to lose that because i mean we've oh, no, lost she just likes the taste home, of her right? own kimchi more you think she it's just, just think okay
2: that, yeah it, it's just like why would i buy it when i could make it it's, it's that it's definitely it's that idea of why would I buy it when I can make it at home? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like if sometimes I'll be like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm craving some kind of food or whatever, whatever it is. And I'm like, oh, I'm kind of thinking of getting this. She's like, she's like, don't buy it for dinner. Just just go out and get the meat and I'll make it for you tomorrow night for dinner. <laughs> you know, like, don't buy it. Don't don't order it. You know, like I'll make it for you in a couple of days.
1: It's oh. for me. It's like, like you know, I like cooking. Right. So for me, mm-hmm. it's just subtle quality shifts. Like I can easily use canned tomatoes. I don't think I've used canned tomatoes in 10 years. I would rather just make my own sauce. Is it that much different? Like if you tasted what I've made with it, would you be like, oh, it's so different? Maybe not, but for me, it's just kind of knowing that it came from a whole food. And I'm not that big of a nerd about it, I don't care. Like if, if someone like served me something that was in canned, canned tomato, I don't care, great. If maybe I couldn't find tomatoes, and I had to use a can, fine. But yeah, I just kind of default to it, but that's because I'm stoked on it in a way. Like it's kind of a pattern of behavior. It's kind of hard to expect anybody to do this for any practical reason. So I talked to my girlfriend about this. I said, what do you think is going to happen with the next generation? Do you really think, you know, is anybody going to keep this stuff up? She said, it's not going to go away because you're going to have people. There's always going to be kind of the historians, the, uh, the hipsters. There's going to be a YouTube channel where someone's like, Hey, you know, we're going to make some, some, uh, soy sauce. And we're going to take you through the year-long process to make some fantastic you know soy sauce or something and so it's always going to be there but it's not going to be a cultural thing which i think is a little sad so i, I wonder if like kim jong is going to hang on i think that might yeah be going the yeah way like different. some of those are definitely i mean
2: Kim Jongs, in some ways, there will be like, I don't see, I don't see the family ones hanging on in in some ways. I ask my students every year, you know, who does Kim Jong and fewer and fewer of them every year. I'm like, I'm still doing it. And they're like, what? Or like making songpyeon, the rice cakes for for Chuseok. Like we still make that at home. Again, that's a lot of damn work. Um, And these days, like most families, a a majority of families, I'm sure, are not making their own songpyeon at home. The food will not disappear. Right. There will always be people making it in the market. You can go and there's the entire bunch on there's the side dish shop and they will have all of these, including the soup cookout. And, you know, there's people with all of these little things like the food will remain. But yeah, the, the culture of like my family sits down and and makes kimchi one week that will last us for the next year yeah. is I mean,
1: my wife would not continue it. There's there's no way I, I, I'm sure. Of I think that. there could be some staying power in one scenario i notice in my market i just i call it mega kim because i don't know what it, it's like a community organized event right so in the that. market in the markets there will be just legion um, mm-hmm. everybody's out there's like a hundred people making kimchi together Nice. And i don't know how the maybe the city you know it's public they probably organize it it's probably like a buy-in for the ingredients or something So I can see there are
2: like volunteer Kim as well that people will do in different community centers where you'll go and help make kimchi that then gets distributed to, you know, like less fortunate people around the city, things like that. So, yeah, I mean, things like that, I don't think will disappear because, again, kimchi is I mean, you can't have Korean food without kimchi. And so kimchi needs to be made somewhere somehow. And so there definitely will be people making it and it won't all come from factories but yeah like the small families doing it, it will completely go away but uh, mostly I don't I don't imagine it lasting past another generation or two in most cases at least
0: this yeah. this one is uh kind of dovetails the, the thing that I appreciate about Korean culture that I've experienced is the, the kind of entrepreneurial spirit here I feel like is is stronger. Then even in the United States, I don't know if you guys feel that at all, but you know, even like Kev, you know, we're teachers, but we're also private contractors. We're, you know, what I mean. Like there's, there's this, this element of just kind of like, um, it's not wasted time. Do you know what I mean? Like there, the, the downtime factor is different here. It's, uh, I feel like it's, you know, yeah, you just kill. You could kill an afternoon, but. There's, you know, I don't know. I just, I just feel like there's, there is there that it, it kind of connects to that, like making your own kimchi thing. It's just like, um, why, you know, why spend the money when I could do it myself? Um, what other ways, you know, what other avenues can I explore? There There's just always a kind of, uh, uh, a, a kind of searching for that. Um, so that's something I appreciate about the, the culture. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I, I can dig that idea you know growing up i mean jack you come from a pre rural area as well like it's not something you talk about it's not a big deal uh, i don't know how to summarize it without making it sound like it is though like it's not about just frugality um but for example i could i could go to ikea and buy furniture you know but why do that when I could just go to the you know Menards or um, Fleet Farm buy the lumber if it's a simple enough object? Any moron can knock it together if you got a circular saw and you know a drill. You can figure it out. Like for there's a sense of like um, satisfaction in that, even though you've taken extra time and you could look at that time. I've often thought about it since being in Korea. That's definitely something that's that's uh, a big a big difference is things here that I bought that I never would have bought if I still lived in America because of the fact I could just make it, but now I would buy it because of the inconvenience of having space to build anything. Right. And I start to think about the time lost on labor plus cost or minus cost to get my point. Like I could buy, um, a bed frame from ikea and it's going to cost me more than if i knocked it out myself but to knock it out myself the amount of time it would take you know equal to how much money i make for my labor typically in my job my career you know it's it's absurd but you you just uh you wouldn't do it so yeah i don't know like i feel there is a bit of that um, that goes into, qual- there's certain things like making your own kimchi or, you know, making your own tomato sauce. It is like, could I save money just buying it downstairs? Just buy kimchi downstairs. Mm. But yeah, there's a certain self-satisfaction and just being able to make things on your own. I think all humans have that. I mean, there all is. People, they ignore a little it. Bit. To degrees. But yeah, maybe you know, people get into it or don't get into it, but I think everybody so, likes to,
2: you know, anything you guys want to. To add to to this before we
1: wrap up,
0: I don't know. This is a fun conversation. Have we covered it all?
1: No, all the awesome things. Yeah, yeah. That (laughs) was a lot more awesome things. I think we covered all the awesome things. (laughs) No,
2: that was it. That was (laughs) it. That (laughs) was our. No,
1: there's
2: there's of course more. Um, but yeah, those are just some of the
1: the the cool things that 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 Korea can hold. And I, I think we, we could do, we could do a part B of this episode, do another like highlights. I feel like, you know, we touched on what we hit like, um, safety convenience, you know, like logistics of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we always go back to food because that's such an easy and fun topic. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we, we could find like three more and, and do another, another episode. This was fun.
0: Yeah, definitely. Right on. nice well look forward to
2: part two at some point point. and then if anyone out there is listening and actually you know wants to get in touch i would love to hear what what you think is amazing about korea if you've you know been here for just a trip or lived here or whatever what's what was one of your favorite things or something you miss or something you still love or whatever whatever it is that'd be cool
0: and yeah can send us an email at the soulpatch that. at gmail.com the soul patch yep. at gmail.com yeah and nice. uh, we've got our website the dot and uh, Kev, do you want to take us out? No, right. I think I just did. You just did, right? See you all next time. <laughs> Later.
2: Bye-bye. All right. Later, right, good.